Peace to the gods. It's the brother Netta New tapping in. Divine Minds Times. Rebel Exchange Podcast. Hey, I'm about to spit a hot 16 for you guys real quick. Tell me if you guys like it. Um, Made it through the fire. The devil is a liar. Ascended to my higher self. Let go of my desires. I dream to inspire them. These vibes gonna take you higher. Sit. Ooh, bring the force like Kundalini fire. All white drip, that's my attire. Every day we getting higher. On them shrooms, we shooting by you. When you live in sin, they just live to scrutinize you. Walking truth, they crucify you. Sleeping with the crystalline, infrared beam. While I lucid dream, I didn't witness things that you can't perceive. This world make believe. Money grown trees when you plant the seeds. Feeling like the one, I'm Keanu Reeves. Kill for the queen like a bumblebee. Money never humbled me. Live life comfortably. We live life luxury. Pass it down to the generations that be under me. I'm the silent son, so you know they trying to come for me. Oh, I like that. That was good. Welcome to Verbal Exchange, y'all. So, Anu. Who is Anu? Who's Anu? Anu is a creative. Okay. More than anything, I would say a, a creative. A creative? Were you always a creative? Yes, since a child. Uh, I remember being in my room with toys and like really just always using my imagination to create the scenery you know what i'm saying everything around me like i've mm-hmm. always been a person that lived in my mind and used my imagination to my advantage so um what kind of toys yeah uh wrestling toys of course like you know everybody <laughs> up on wrestling like you know the rock and all of that uh power rangers power rangers yeah i was i was, I was really into power rangers what ranger were you though that tells uh, i was about always wrestling. the white ranger like i was i was always the, i don't know why tommy was the guy <laughs> so you skipped so, you skip, so you skipped the green part yeah you everybody see? wants to be the green yeah i mean but that that's who he was before he became um white <laughs> you know so it's a new so a new is that your creative name or is that your real name for the people well my real name is christian my mother named me Christian. Oh, but it's completely two polar opposites. Um, new, one in the same, though. Even okay. like when I looked up like the the meaning behind the new, and mm-hmm. I looked up the meaning behind Christian, mm-hmm. and even like uh, through like gematria, because I'm also into like gematria number system. So, mm-hmm. like the equivalent in gematria numerically is the same okay. as Christian and the new. So it's like can't really get away from something, you know. Oh, it's all a part of it's you. It's all a part. Okay. So, quick question. Um, being that you're life path number three, right? Yeah. For creativity, uh, do you believe you've always walked in that path or was something that came later on and something that naturally progressed through um, to become the new that we have in front of us? Oh, today? it was definitely an uh, evolutionary process. Like I said, mm-hmm. starting when I was a, a kid, like being like four. Like I always like uh, Toy Story. Like Toy Story is one of my favorite movies growing up. Number one or two, three? Oh, the first one, of course. Yeah, the first one. I'm born '92, so when that came out '96, I was uh-huh. four. You know, okay, so it yeah. was like the animation in Toy Story uh-huh. was different. Like Pixar is now one of the, the biggest companies, you know, doing Absolutely. it. So, like, I feel like I've always just had an inclination towards like things that's innovative, uh-huh. and that's a big part of creativity is coming up with something that's different. You know, that's a big part of like, you know, really just leading the new, new wave of anything is being innovative. So, right. I feel like I've always like subconsciously gravitated towards things that was creative and innovative mm-hmm. and when I got older you know I always wanted to like express that through how I dress music whatever form your style that came, yeah okay what's your creative process like uh honestly man, I don't even have a creative process like and it's, it's crazy because that's something that I guess some people may have but mm-hmm. I don't you don't have, like you like, don't have a process no like honestly like everything comes natural I feel like everything that I do in my best uh, expression comes natural, like even with music, like mm-hmm. it just comes natural. Like I can't 
really force myself to write. You know, it's like I have to like really just be in the studio, mm-hmm. feel the vibe, and you know, mm-hmm. and then like that's probably like one of the songs that end up popping out of right. some other songs is like because I was in that moment, the emotion okay. just came. Mm. You know, so it's like my creative process is really just something that's in the moment, man. Like it's mm. not something that you know, like I feel like I get prepared for, or, like or even like okay, like some people use drugs and things like that. I mean. I don't really need drugs. I don't okay. need drugs. I, I, if I'm just feeling it, I'm so feeling it. So you're just high it. off life. Yeah, I think like for me, my most creative time is in the morning. So I would say between like the hours of like 5 a.m. and like 10. Mm. That's my like most creative hours. Some people Your peak are, creative hours. Yeah, 5 and 10, like when that sun is coming up, the mm-hmm. air is fresh, the birds is chirping like now. Like, the that's, peacefulness of yeah, it Yeah, that's the best. So who was the first artist that you listened to that struck you that was like, I love music or I love creating? Michael Jackson. Mm. I know everybody probably say it, but mm. for me, like, I lived, eat, breathe, everything Michael Jackson when I was a kid. Favorite Michael Jackson album? Of course, Off the Wall. Mm. Mm. Okay, I thought you was going to say bad, but it's nah. cool, it's cool. Nah. Uh, I would say Michael Jackson just because, like, what Michael Jackson did, it can't be Trump. And I feel like Mm -hmm. he always operated from his heart. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the most important things, being a creative and a, you know what I'm saying, a Mm -hmm. visionary. It's like you have to always think about how other people may feel, even if it is something that's striking, you know. That's a part of artistry as well. And I feel like Michael Jackson always pushed that that boundary with a lot of things that he did when he approached artistry. So that's something I respect about him. What is one artist you would like to collab with in the future? Uh, man, it's so many, but honestly, it's so many. That's like a very mm. bad All right, give me two or three. You go get, okay, give yeah, me two, a piece yeah, three. Yeah, two or three artists. One, like okay. Uh-huh. One, I want to collab with Kid Cudi. Okay. Two. One of my favorite artists. I love Kid Cudi. Because um, I'm not going to try to keep it in my hip-hop box. I'm right. trying to step outside the box. Tame and Power. Okay, who's that? Tame Impala. Uh, Tame Impala, I mean, I'm pretty sure some of your people might know. They mm. like an emerging uh, indie rock group. Okay. Uh, really taking off, but they're kind of emerging, too, also on the hip-hop scene. They had a feature on Travis Scott's album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tame Impala really got their they handprints like, on a lot of the new age uh, artists right now. It's okay. kind of crossing with the uh, the indie, sad mm-hmm. kind of rap in a way. So uh, Tame Impala is one. Um, my third would be Dead or Alive. Okay. Are we talking dead or alive? I'm asking, are we talking? Oh, yeah, dead or alive. It dead doesn't matter. Alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, yes, of course. Jimi Hendrix. Uh, I've always wanted to learn how to play the guitar, so it's like to be able to sit in a room with Jimi Hendrix, like the best guitarist probably to mm-hmm. ever live. Like, his style, his whole aura, his vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So. I thought you were going to throw a little Erica Badu in there, though. Oh, I didn't. I could definitely that. see so y'all I collaborate. I didn't, I didn't throw no feminine energy in there, and I feel bad, uh-huh. like, but... That's why I say it's like when you ask no, me a yeah, question yeah. like this, I left out a lot of people. No, a listen, lot of people. That's cool, but you know, it's the vibe. Um, at what point specifically in your life did you transform into the new that's sitting before me? Uh, yesterday. Okay. No, I'm talking about the whole physical. Yesterday. I mean, it's an everyday process. Okay. Like, you know, I'm big on the process, not the mm-hmm. event. Okay. So I believe like everything is a process. Okay. Like you just said, what's your creative process? Like, mm. you know, me personally, I don't have one, but everything right. is a process, whether we acknowledge it or not. Okay. Um, but 
life, you know, like mm-hmm. every day, like this whole experience right now, me just being in the moment and conversing with you, exchanging opinions and whatever, you know, it's that's cool. that's the ability for me to be able to learn, right. grow, you know, so I'm always evolving after every encounter with anybody or, or nature or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that's what the process is like, you know, when, when you talk to me, it's like I mm-hmm. learned something yesterday. I learned something the day before that mm-hmm. and before and before, you mm-hmm. know, so it's a, it's an everyday thing. And that's what I like to to focus on is the now, like focusing on what can I learn in the now because God has placed me right here in the now to learn something. Right. You know, so I would say that's my. my so answer. I guess what I mean is physically. So for our <laughs> listeners, he has a beard and he has uh, he has locks <laughs> and his stuff. Your former life, which was just straight up low cut fade and new. Okay. Do you admit? Do you miss that life or were um, you? Man. You- you asking some some therapeutic questions like some some, some <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, do I miss that life? Mm-hmm. Because that's a transformation too. Even though every day, like you said, every day, every moment we change, but physically, do you miss physically, that? Physically, do I miss that life? Mm-hmm. Outside appearance. No. Okay. Of course, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a sense, as far as like memories and things that like I valued at that time, mm-hmm. people that I valued, yeah. Um, I feel like I burned bridges with people. You think you did or they did? Both. Okay. I feel like I did. I mean, because I had to, you mm-hmm. know, but... It's a two-way street, so yeah, you know, don't def- put it all on yourself. No, yet. of course not. You know, it's definitely a two-way street, but at the end of the day, certain decisions that we make, mm-hmm. you know, make it more definite, you know, so... Anew in 2012 was totally different. Like I said, that's why I didn't really want to show you that anew, you know, because mm-hmm. you look at... I'm not saying that it wasn't aligned with mm-hmm. where I'm at now, but it's just the evolution from then... Mm-hmm. To now is just like a major gap. Well, yeah, I get you. It's almost yeah. like when I look back at pictures from college, I'm like, who was that guy? Oh man, I just showed my <laughs> homies. And, uh, I just showed my homies like the old picture of me in 2012. Mm-hmm. I had no facial hair, mm-hmm. and they was like, "Bro, that's not even you." Like they didn't believe. They like, "That's not you." I'm mm-hmm. like, "Damn!" Like facial hair really makes yep. that much of a difference. And it does. <laughs> uh, it does. Um. So independent or contract? When when you when you blow up. Do, would you want to stay independent and have free range over everything you do? Or would you want the backing of a major label? Mm. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, I think about it all the time. Because mm-hmm. I think about the, the route and I think about how I want to get my point across. I think earlier on when I really started like making music and creating, my focus was like, okay, I want to be famous. I want to be mm-hmm. this. I want to collab with this artist. I want to be at this festival. And I feel like now at 27, I'm just more so I want to create. Mm-hmm. It's not even about being at a festival, mm-hmm. uh, being signed to a label. If I'm independent, it's not even about like, it's just about creating for me at this mm-hmm. point. It's not even about anybody even listening to it. Okay. It's just about creating. Just because about creating. It's, a, it's, it's about releasing whatever you're taking in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's so uh, imperative to our growth is being able to express ourselves, whether it's through fashion, music, mm-hmm. art, whatever it is, because mm-hmm. it's therapeutic for us. So for me, mm-hmm. as an artist, of course, I want to be heard. Right, but for course. me, more than anything, it's just about... Getting the message out there. Getting the message and just really just being artistic and just getting my expression out. You know, and if people value and gravitate towards it, hey, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. But label, they take that away. They mm-hmm. take that passion away. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's... They take the love. Yeah, that of, love. Of, like, oh, I was looking at uh, Justin Bieber's new little album on the header, the header of uh, iTunes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you could just see... The depression all over, man. Right, like a little mm-hmm. red filter, like you know. I'm like, okay, they painting, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. they're putting it out there. They already let you know that they're these are puppets. Exactly. You know, at so, this at this point, yeah. I mean, yeah. when you get that big, oh yeah, 
you know, unless you were, you know, rebel and then they, then they come in, they get you after that. Exactly. Like they tear you down. So speaking about love, do you believe love conquers all? Yes. Really? I ain't going to say necessarily love, but I believe mercy. Hmm. Okay. I feel like, uh, love is the, love is like the extension of mercy, but love has many different pathways to me. Like love is like, mercy mm-hmm. is just, it is what it is. I'm merciful. Like, Imagine like an ant running past us right now. We, mm-hmm. you know, we could kill the ant if we wanted to because we're dominant, mm-hmm. but we choose not to. What is right. that? Mm-hmm. Is that love? You don't necessarily gotta love ants, but no, that's mercy. That's yeah. mercy. Mm-hmm. You know. So at the end of the day, I believe that mercy trump trumps all because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. as black people, we have been very merciful to people that have you know wronged us mm-hmm. in life. So I believe at the end of the day, mercy really trumps anything. At the end of the day, love. It's an expression of mercy, uh-huh. but even sometimes what we love can be bad for us. Very true. You know, so very, I feel like we true. have to be able to discern mm-hmm. love and mercy. You know, like yeah, be merciful primarily, right? But be very diligent with how you love and who you love. You know what I'm thinking? Like because mm-hmm. sometimes that can be poisonous for your own being. That's true. So with that being said, when did you, besides Michael Jackson, when did you feel like you really fell in love? with being a creative and wanted to make that your life's, you know, uh, what did I fall mission. I love with being a creative. Mm-hmm. Man. Um, when, did you, did, yeah, when did you say, like, I love doing this. Like, I think I want to do this the rest I of my life. I think when I lived in Hawaii when I was 17. Okay. Uh, I had a chance to move to Hawaii because my parents was mm-hmm. in the Army. Well, my dad and my stepmother, she uh-huh. was, uh, they were in the Army. And... They had relocated to, they had got orders to Hawaii. So I had the opportunity to go to Hawaii for like three months and live with them. And when I lived out there, I really didn't have any responsibilities. I just graduated high school. And when I was there, I had a chance to just create, go Mm -hmm. to the beach, create, just, you know, just really just live. And I think at that moment, that's when I knew that I wanted to be a creative for for a living. Like I didn't see myself extending going to college because my parents were like very you know, like, protective of me just jumping into something, like, mm-hmm. whether it had been the Army, because it's like, don't go into the Army because we went into the Army, or right. just don't go to college because, you know, your friends going to college. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, make the decision for yourself. For yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I went to Hawaii at 17, 18, being in the States, you know, pretty much my whole life, and right. seeing the different scenery, and just being alone with myself. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. talk to nobody. I had one friend out there. It was different. Uh, I was coming off a breakup, mm-hmm. like, a real hard breakup at that time, my high school love, so... Oh, yeah, that's right. It was flowing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I had wisdom at 17. Like, mm-hmm. and, and you know what I'm saying? It was like, I feel like I learned some things. So uh, I think at that moment, like 17, 18, like I knew, like, I want to be a creative. Mm-hmm. And so you're, um, for our listeners, you're from Detroit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So who's your favorite Detroit artist? My favorite Detroit artist. Mm-hmm. Ah, man, you can't hit me with that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, my favorite Detroit artist. Hmm. Mm. That's a tough one. Give me two to three. Give give me give, you know two to three. That's a tough one. The reason mm-hmm. why it's a tough one is because mm-hmm. like I don't. We have layers in Detroit. Like yes. it's, to say you like it like right now, I bet five listen. I bet our listeners couldn't really list five Detroit artists that they listen to. Mm. I bet you they couldn't. Yeah. Mm. Could you listen? Could you list five Detroit artists that you like right now? That I like right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. It ain't gotta be right now. Just okay. five Detroit artists uh-huh. that you really know from Detroit that's artists. Uh, it's an Eminem. Okay, Eminem is one. Cash Doll. Cash Doll. Um, the Supremes. The Supremes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Aretha Franklin. Aretha. And you're right. I'm stuck. So my point exactly. It's not that I don't. It's not that I don't even rock with Detroit artists. It is layer. You're right. It's layers. Very layer. The artists that I really listen to, like these are my friends. Like they dope, but they may not really be out there. You know, like that for you to even know. Like who is this person? You know. So uh, that's why I say with Detroit, it's very underground in so many ways, not even mm-hmm. just on, on the music and spirituality. Like, it's a lot of layers to Detroit. Yes, very layered. So where do you see yourself in the future? Uh, in the future, like mm-hmm. as far as in the next 10 minutes? Well, no, not, <laughs> no, 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 not next 10 minutes. Like in the next year, where do you want to see the brand of a new, the, uh, the artistry of a, of a new? Well, honestly, I'm more so focused on balance more than anything. Balancing mm-hmm. uh, my public persona, mm-hmm. like in my own battle within. Like uh, mm-hmm. I have a nonprofit organization as well called oh, okay. Divine Minds. Uh, for those listening, Divine Minds can also be found on YouTube. Just started the SoundCloud the other day too, so Sound we have like things like that. So Divine Minds on SoundCloud, SoundCloud and YouTube. SoundCloud and YouTube. Divine Minds now. Okay, Divine Minds now. Yeah, okay. Divine Minds now. So my focus has really just been balanced between. Uh, like my creativity, mm-hmm. my business, mm-hmm. divine minds, mm-hmm. and my family. You mm-hmm. know, uh, so it's really been a, 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 a juggle trying to like really, you know, figure out like, all right, which one do I really want to live higher than the other? Okay. Uh, so in the next year, I feel like as a new the artist, the creative, I want to have more content now. I want to mm-hmm. have more uh, more, more visual content or audio. Yeah, I'm more. Both audio mm-hmm. and visual, mm-hmm. uh, but I want to give it to people in a way that has never been delivered before. Awesome. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I'm a very, like I said, off the wall is my favorite album. Mm-hmm. I believe in that first, that first strike. I feel like that's what made Michael Jackson great. Was like he, when he got his chance, he mm-hmm. took it, he ran. You know, it wasn't no looking back. He showed out, mm-hmm. and he was meant to be the star. He was meant. You know, I, I tell people all the time. I think um, they get mad when I say it, but I do believe that everyone is born to do different things here. And I think sometimes people get mad because, like, I want to do that, too. But that might not be your gift, yeah. necessarily. You know, they didn't want him in the group as a kid. But had they not added him, they it would have fizzled out. Yeah, yeah. You know? So. Exactly. Mm. So, I mean, in the next year, definitely more uh, more press. Mm-hmm. More music. So uh, I'm going to be able to go to the events and hear you perform, that kind of thing? Hopefully. Okay. God willing, yes. Listen, uh, we're going to get you, gonna, gonna gonna get you out there I mean, more. No, but the thing uh, is, it's like, and that's something that I battle with, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm very self-conscious, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something that, like, I'm breaking out of my shell is just mm-hmm. being more, you know, because this day and age, it's like, you got to, man. It's like uh-huh. the way social media is set up and everybody's like, you really got to document almost in a way who you are. But like, see, what's funny is, is in person, you don't seem shy or, or nothing like that at all, so, you know. Ambivert. Mm. You know, like, being able to be extroverted when you need to be, mm-hmm. but deep down you're introverted. I prefer to be alone. That's the creative in me, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like the creative in me prefers to be alone. So I could be making that magic. And prefer to be secluded. Know, looking like, man, you was like, yeah, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't be out at the club. I couldn't be. I was making this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a way. Now, I know we talked about love. We talked about uh, career. Do you believe, because you are a kid, luckily, you are a kid of a 90s kid. Mm -hmm. So one thing that's going on right now is people feel like they have to choose. Do you feel like people should have to choose one or the other, whether it be love, career, balance? You know, right now it's a wave of people who don't know whether they want to get married and have the structure that our parents had in the, you know, that they were born in the 70s and 80s. Or whether they want to stick to 
are in the way. We fall in a weird spot. Um, I got children, so. Mm-hmm. No, you already have kids, but I'm talking about like the structure of giving up your dreams for the uh, you know society made mindset. That's what I mean. So that's a good question because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the 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 role that I had to decide at 17 and 18. When you asked that question about when right. did I, you know the creative or right. when did I realize I wanted to do you know mm-hmm. full time creativity. This is the the path that I chose. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just get pressured by the parents, society, mm-hmm. friends, and by that time it's too late. You're too far in debt. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you got the bachelor's or the master's or the whatever, and you're not even using it. Mm-hmm. Or that's you found out now that's not what you want to do. Exactly. You know, so I feel like it's imperative for a person to be able to make that decision on their own with no pressure. You know, like if you want to go to college because you believe that all right, I want to be a lawyer and I know I have to go to college to be a lawyer or a doctor. OK, go to college, you know. But if you like, yo, I think I just want to try things out, see where things go. Mm-hmm. Follow that intuition. I think that's where a lot of us are going now where we're using the gift that's on the planet now where it's like mm-hmm. we're, we're cosmically aligned with what's going on and we're following mm-hmm. our intuition more. We understand that our parents want us to do this, but it's like, all right, we don't want to live like the people mm-hmm. before us. We want to create a, do, a new path. Exactly. You know, so I think... Uh, and that bothers that bothers older people. Though. Oh, like, it, oh, it bothers does. them so bad yeah, that I, people don't want to walk the same see, path they walked. And it's crazy because I was just reading a blog article last night about uh, why millennials talk about astrology so much. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I'm like, when it comes to like the mundane world, I have mm-hmm. a Saturn in Aquarius, mm-hmm. right? So I understand like Saturn governs the physical material world, time and things like that. Mm-hmm. Aquarius is an eccentric sign. It goes against the grain. It's a humanitarian. Mm-hmm. It's different. So I'm mm-hmm. like my energy in this world, I always go against the grain with everything. Mm-hmm. So I know why me personally on the, on the cosmic level, right. why I go against the grain mm-hmm. with everything, with anything. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not a traditional person. In no way, shape, no. Form you're not. You're listen, you're not a. Dude. You know what I'm when saying. I first, when I first met you, I said, "Who is this guy?" I was like, "Who is this guy?" I was like, "I know you'd be cool with him, but who is this guy?" Yeah. So I mean, it's it was like, like walking into a thrift shop <laughs> that I, you know, a thrift shop in like an R&B studio, but also like, you know, I could go get my crystals and my candles and my incense. That's and the all. Crazy you. thing is, you said uh, the thrift shop. I had a thrift shop. Mm. Like that was something that I did. I had a, I had a thrift shop one. Six Mile and Lhasa, for anybody that's listening from Detroit, you know mm-hmm. where that's at. I had a thrift shop over there. I had so, uh, a lot of vintage fashion and things like that, 90s stuff. So I just thought it was kind of ironic that you said that, that, uh-huh. that that's what you saw when you hey, saw me. Yeah, yep. it is. So with Mercury being in microbraids, um, again, <laughs> <laughs> how do you think it's affecting uh, life right now? Things feel a little off. Uh, um, but I mean, a retrograde is always mm-hmm. heavy for like everybody you know mm-hmm. with it being in mercury mm-hmm. communication mind travel mm-hmm. this is why a lot of things are being held up right now i know you right. uh probably see the news with the coronavirus mm-hmm. right now a lot of people can't travel from china to mm-hmm. the united states from a lot of places right. so that's got a lot to do with the mercury retrograde because we're talking about traveling so mm-hmm. everything is going reverse so no mm-hmm. ain't no traveling you know so it's crazy because it's going to play itself out in so many ways mm-hmm. even the way that people communicate so you got to be Mindful with the words that people use, how people may be going mm-hmm. through they they phases of you know being agitated, like just being mindful of the energy. Yeah, energy is important to me. I like to have keep you know powerful, peaceful energy right around me. Um, 
So, at what point did you become grounded spiritually? Different from music. Grounded spiritually, okay. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I think it was when when I became Muslim. I became Muslim for like six years. Mm-hmm. Are you still Muslim? Uh, by heart and nature, yes. Mm-hmm. Because to be Muslim being, means to submit your will to Allah. Mm-hmm. Allah being the God or the universal harmony. I mm-hmm. say submitting your will to just the greater good of the universe. That's right. what I believe it is to mm-hmm. be Muslim. Um, but I would say when I found Islam, because mm-hmm. Islam brought a balance. It brought like a tranquility. It brought a discipline. It brought structure. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think that we all need uh, coming out of like being in that systematic system of school mm-hmm. where it's like, yo, you ready to get out of school to go home and let your mind just be free. Right. So when you finally get out of that school and that structure, it's like you go to the first thing that's chaotic, you know, and oftentimes that's when we make our most irrational decisions. Mm. And if you don't have control of your mind, then you will find yourself somewhere that you never would have oh, before it's too late. Absolutely. You know, and I think that was the most uh, important thing to me was being able to, uh, be grounded mentally more than right. anything because I know how mental health is out here for a lot of people but at that time I was also having a son I had mm-hmm. my first son Zion mm-hmm. at that time and, love that uh, name thank you mm-hmm. and for me it was just really like a matter of knowing who I was I didn't want to bring a, a seed into this world I'm like I don't even know who I am right like, what am I going to teach him if I don't even know who I am yeah, exactly and at that time I was 20 going on 21 so I was going through like an identity crisis on what I wanted to do mm-hmm. so uh, Islam found me and at that time I was with his mother uh-huh. and we ended up splitting for our own spiritual reasons and uh-huh. from there like I really had a chance to fast for like 30 no three months uh-huh. that was 90 days I had no sex no weed no nothing no like, sex no sex no oh weed no nothing and then on top of that Ramadan came right after that so it was another uh-huh. 30 days of just no food uh-huh. you know this is my first Ramadan so I took it very serious right. and at that moment it really grounded me spiritually I found myself really just like in a vulnerable sense Mm -hmm. you know and I think sometimes that's what we lack as human beings is the vulnerability because that's one of the the key components to being loving is being Mm -hmm. vulnerable you got to be open if you're not open then it's like you're closed that's why some people oh no like you know like you're Mm -hmm. closed you got to be vulnerable a child is very vulnerable exactly you know and that's what we have to get back to is our childlike innocence yes it's when, you know, when you had that creativity where you feel like you could do anything. Yeah. And yeah, I think you still can as an adult. But like you said, you know, you lose your innocence and you start, you know, not believing in your imagination anymore. And you come on, you become hardened in the world. Yeah. So do you ever have... Now, this question is big. You know, what you think about this one. Do you ever have survivor's remorse? Survivor's remorse. Mm-hmm. Which, like, break that down a little bit. Before. You're from Detroit. Okay. And I'm from Bridgeport. Okay. Two major cities with uh, a lot of you know issues, a lot of things, but we've made it out, right? Do you ever feel like the person right next to you, why you and not them? Have you ever had that moment? I've only had it a few times. No. But you never had survivor's remorse? No. Surviving, surviving your city, surviving your circumstances? Uh, I believe everything is destiny. So for me, it's like I was destined to be a black man. I was destined to be a kid from Detroit. Mm-hmm. I was destined to be in California having this conversation with you. Mm-hmm. So I believe that everything is destined from the time we're born to the time we are mm-hmm. in the grave. So for me, I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. I love being a disadvantage because it, 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 it makes me work harder. Mm-hmm. I have to work harder than the next person. That's right. fine with me because I was built to work harder. Mm-hmm. So for me, survivor's remorse, mm-hmm. nah. 
Now, do you think that sometimes people who aren't don't have the same balance as you? Is that what causes jealousy and envy in people? Why did that person it's, it's have a, success and not me? It's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like some people do make excuses for their lack of willpower. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's an everyday battle within right. between you and you. You know, it's, 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 it's not an external war. It's an internal war. Exactly. So once you master yourself within, then you're able to change your mm-hmm. outer world. And I think that's what we need to focus on more than anything is grounding ourselves, you know? Exactly. So once you're grounded within, then you can be able to control your outer, mm-hmm. who you have around you, the environment that you're in, the energy that you're allowing to, you know, enter your temple. So just being mindful of that first. Mm. So with that, I only got one more question until we get into some regular degular stuff so they can get to know you, just random. Okay. But do you believe it's better to love and lose or never love at all? That's a good question, man. I'm a sucker for love. <laughs> Leo, so I'm definitely a sucker for love. Oh, man. Love. And that's in all aspects, not just like regular physical. I love you, you know, Red Lobster and chill or whatever. I'm talking about in total, you know, going places, loving a certain uh, place you want to go to create. Do you believe it's better to have that experience and then lose it or to never have it at all? Mm. Mm. I believe that every experience is worth it. Okay. If you ask me, because without, I mean, that's what we're here to do. We're here to experience. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you didn't experience it, then mm-hmm. you wouldn't even know what to speak on. Or, you know, like, it's like to me. Even if it hurts you, even if it's it better is, to have like, it. It's, it's be- it. To me, I feel like that's mm-hmm. just me. I feel like it's always better to have it because mm-hmm. the experience gives you the wisdom. That's true. So you can be able to now discern how you want to make a more wiser decision in the future. You know, because it's going to come back around. Life is nothing but a cycle. Everything is going to come back around to test you again. It's true. We coming right back here. People, people be like, "Oh, where we go when we die?" We coming right, right back, back here. Back. I mean, that's yeah, 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 so. You know? I hope you live a good life because you coming yeah. right back now. As what we don't know, mm-hmm. but I believe you coming right back here. Oh, yeah. Um. So you know, let's get into some fun questions for the listeners and get to know you. Red Lobster, or Olive Garden. Mm, Red Lobster. Red Lobster, why? Yeah. Is it the cheddar As biscuits? As a kid, man, my parents always took us to Red Lobster, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like the thing. I'm the youngest of four. Mm-hmm. So, when we went out to eat, like, our parents had to go to work, but we was kind of middle class in the 90s. So, mm-hmm. Red Lobster <laughs> was like, come on. Listen, Red, Red Lobster, and do you remember? I don't know. You, well, you should, because you're a 90s kid. Remember when Red Lobster used to let people smoke in there? You don't remember that? I, I, I kind of do, but I When they had a smoking don't. section and a non-smoking like, section? Like I do, but I don't. You don't remember that? Like, I, I remember as a kid. I was a little kid, but I remember um, at least our lobster on um, on Main Street. There was a smoking section and a non-smoking section. But it was weird because, you know, the way that Red Lobster is set up, it's only like little those little brown things. So nothing right. separates you. So all the people would be smoking in their section, and it would come over to the non-smoking. I was like... I think I do remember that now that you say it. And then it stopped. And then it stopped, you know, Mm -hmm. when it was frowned upon to smoke. Come on, man. And, you know. Who invented that? Like, (laughs) how did that carry over from the 70s and 80s to the 90s? I don't know. I don't know. Alright. Jolly Ranchers or Airheads? Ooh, that's a tough one, man. Mm. I am a candy fanatic. Uh, Oh, I know. I got you stuck. Jolly Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers. Ranchers. What flavor Jolly Rancher though? Green apple. Oh yeah, listen, I know you was my boy. That's the best one. Green I'll fight you over that one. Hey, watermelon, I'll fight you. You, you fight over watermelon? What? We can scrap over watermelon. Okay. What? That was childhood. All right, what's your favorite Starburst? What, what color? Mm, pink. Pink. Everybody oh, loves the pink ones. The pink one is the best one. Pink one. Pink and yellow for me. Yeah. I like the pink and yellow. Mm. What's one country you would go and live in? Japan. For, uh, Japan. Mm-hmm. Why? 
Uh, from what I've been researching, black people get treated pretty well over there. Okay. Uh, I'm being going like, I mean, I feel honestly out here being in California, I feel safe. I don't really feel threatened by the police. Mm-hmm. But just like not really having to deal with too much like oppressive authority. Right. You know. Now you're not going for the love you long time, are you? Oh, no. no. I'm, a, I'm a traveler. I want to see the okay. world ultimately more than okay. anything. So I think for me being on the West Coast, mm-hmm. the Western side of the world mm-hmm. for all my life, I definitely want to have a, a different experience when I turn 40. Mm-hmm. 27 so in the next 13 years yeah I want to experience a whole nother side of the planet mm-hmm. you know so for me I want to move to Japan move mm-hmm. to so Japan mm, alright empanadas or empanadas, beef patties man. you ain't even gotta finish empanadas or beef patties empanadas empanadas you ain't even gotta finish nothing you can do okay okay shaved ice or smoothies smoothies smoothie wow I love smoothies. I'm love a smoothie them. everyday kind of guy. You be at Winchell's down the street? All the time. Mm. They know me in there. They're expensive as hell. Oh, yeah. I was I looked at my tab the other day. I'm, I didn't lose like 150 mm. in Winchell's mm. in two weeks. Yeah, mm. I be getting the vegan uh, bagel in the morning. It's pretty vegan good. Vegan bagel. Oh, try. Are you vegan? Uh, I'm not going to say I am. Are you a flexitarian? I'm a, yeah, I like that, man. Flexitarian. Mm-hmm. That's what we going to use 2020. Somebody just asked me that. Like, uh, somebody came to me in the kitchen, like, are you are you vegan or vegetarian? I'm like, I'm Because you, I told you you give off that thrift shop. You oh, know, here, man. here's a whole organic uh, brownie for you. Like, you, oh, <laughs> you got that, that vibe. See, man, I ain't going to uh-huh. give off that vibe. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, for the most part. So you could go to the cookout and have fun. Oh, definitely. I'm going to eat the mac and cheese, the yams. I'm going I'm to eat. You I might be- not eat the ribs. I've been far removed from pork in mm. that life. So it's like, no, nah, I ain't going to eat the ribs. You but... eat the beans, though. Oh, I eat the beans as long as I ain't got no pork in it. Because, you know, even the black, we got to put, put the bacon in there. Yeah. You know how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, um, anything that ain't got pork or beef, I'm good. I mean, good. chicken, I might dabble, but I've been mm. slowing down on the chicken. I had a bad experience. You roll into Detroit, favorite restaurant. Ooh, Sweetwaters. Mm, I've never been to Sweetwaters. Sweet so, like, what, what do I get? What do I get when I go uh, to Sweetwaters? I mean, see, okay, that was the old me. I'm sorry. Sweetwaters with the chicken lovers in the in the, uh, the ranch season fries. If you like mm. chicken, oh my god, this probably gonna be the best chicken that you ever had. Really? Now it ain't fried chicken. Oh, it's like barbecue chicken. Okay, it's like oh. some of the best barbecue chicken you will ever have, and they fries. Mm. Sweetwater Wings. Try it. Sweetwater Wings. Where is that? You know that? The street? For our listeners? It's downtown. Mm-hmm. Downtown you can, Detroit. Downtown Detroit. You can look it up. It'll pop right up. Okay. Sweetwaters. And if you're vegan, um, it's a lot of different places. I can't say one in particular. I like mm-hmm. the Old Refer Cafe because it's in my uh, my old neighborhood. So okay. shout out to the Old Refer Cafe. They make like the best vegan food and mm. if you like me black owned black owned of okay. course come on like new vegan and oh yeah like yeah. But no it's like they cook with love that's what I like when yes. I go in that kitchen I feel the love mm-hmm. they acknowledge you mm-hmm. you know like they if it's something on the menu you don't you don't eat or whatever you got something particular they make sure that they you know uh-huh. I like that like it's real home real yep. homey I like that motels or hotels uh man you know the dif- you know the difference. Right? Yeah, I know the okay. difference, of course. Depending uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the day of the week, motel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's so you. That's so you. That's very <laughs> okay. All right. So one way, one way. Would you do a one way trip, like straight across the country, or would do you need to break up? I need a one way. You need a one way. I need one. Nonstop. Nonstop. Why? I don't have time to get off. Well, like, I'm just that type of person. I don't like to be distracted. I don't like to mm. feel like I got to get off. I, I like to just one track everything. Like, I don't want to get off. Can you swim? Yes. Okay. I actually drowned 
well, I guess they say you shouldn't drown. Mm-hmm. You, somebody told me that uh-huh. drown is for someone who actually didn't see life after. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, I don't I know. Like, I'm like, I felt like I've I been saved from in the water before. Yeah, that's what so, I'm saying. Okay, so you know. I guess I didn't drown, but I almost drowned two what? times as a kid. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it made me want to. Uh, get more comfortable with the water and swimming. So yeah. I when did you start learning to swim? Well, my grandpa threw me in the water at six years old and laughed at me. Really? Yeah, he threw me in like six feet. I was four feet. Wow. So he just laughed. I'm drowning, and mm-hmm. he didn't care. Somebody had to come save me. Well, you know, I mean, they say you know, all birds gotta fly. You gotta go <laughs> sometime yeah. in some kind of way. Oreos or chips ahoy. Mm, Oreos all day. Mm. Now, do you like all these little random flavors they got now? Uh, I haven't really had no Oreos in so long. Like really? I really, yeah, I don't. They're really, vegan. Is that a lie or is um, that the truth? I don't. I, I couldn't even tell you. Like, somebody said the cream. Somebody said the white cream I'm in the middle is vegan. This, I'm scared of all of this new stuff. Now, really? I think I think they had this vegan shit planned out in like the '90s, bro. You think so? Hell yeah! <laughs> like, come on! Like, you don't think they had a 15 year plan? Like, okay, we gonna mm-hmm. have additives, preservatives, high fructose, all of these things in it, and then on. Like, so you mean mm-hmm. to tell me you didn't know these things did that in the 90s, but then now in the 2000s, you just found out, like, no, you knew. So it had to be some strategy behind it. Just a little bit, maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's always been a thing. But I also think they had to change with the times. Otherwise, it's going to be phased out. That too. You know, it seems like everybody is changing. Nothing's the same anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. Dunkaroos or Nabisco. Remember Dunkaroos? Remember. You don't remember Dunkaroos? Nah, I don't remember. Nah, nah, what? Nah, uh. Yeah. That was a classic. Uh-uh. Nabisco, we talking about the peanut butters? Yeah, okay, know. all right. All day. Legends of the Hidden Temple or Guts? Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, and you're Come bringing on. it back for adults. I heard Legends of the Hidden Temple. Mm. Like that, I would sit every Saturday and just watch that for like hours. Legends of the Hidden Temple. What is one music artist you feel like did not blow up? A major one, a major music artist you feel like did not blow up, did not get their chance that you think deserves a do-over? Mm, that's a very good question. You give me one, I'll give you one. Okay. Um, that didn't blow up. I'm mm. gonna just ask you yours first because mine's gone. I okay. Um, one I can name a few, but one, but that she did it by choice. A little bit of self sabotage. Uh, a Marie. Yeah. A Marie's career should have been so much bigger. The reason I say that is because you know a lot of the you know Jane Ayaku, the um, SZA, all that stuff. She wasn't in the same vein of of the sexualization, but as far as Music lane, she paved that way for a lot of you know, but for some reason, I don't know what, like she said, the industry got to her and she was like, you know, what? I'm good, but I think she deserves so much more. Mm. So, A Marie, I yep. agree, I love A Marie. Mm. Why don't we? Yeah, yeah. my pops was big on like her album when it came out. Love that A. was Marie. one thing I did love about like my dad, he was very musically inclined mm-hmm. and he had uh, a lot of different artists that he listened to from R&B to hip-hop, uh-huh. to techno. Like, he was mm-hmm. well-versed in a lot of different, but Amory, I remember when I first heard Amory, I loved her. Mm-hmm. For me, oh, man, this is another hard question. Mm. Just be one. Just one. That's what I'm trying to think. I'm going to be trying to go back, and they deserve a do-over. Honestly, I feel like Ja Rule deserves a do-over. Thank you. Thank you. Me personally. Well, why not? Ja Rule like, got hits. I feel like Ja Rule, like, I was just listening to a song with him the other day, and I'm like, dang, Ja Rule really had... He got hits. Yeah, hits. You know, he it was just when 50 Cent came out and kind of mm-hmm. just tarnished his whole career. It yep. was just... We was done with Ja Rule. So, I mean, for me, I feel like Ja Rule, he still had a balanced career. He did have his hits. He did have his moments. But I feel mm-hmm. like if he had... If we could do his career over, yeah. 
Because he probably is still be relevant. And now he definitely paved the way for that those rappers with that rough voice. Rough voice and people that was like mm-hmm. kind of even still singing. Like he mm-hmm. wasn't just hard on the lyrics. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, Ja Rule is just a different artist. Yeah, those are definitely two artists. I feel like yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So our last question for our listeners. And well, thank you for being here new and giving up your time <laughs> for the people. Um, let's see. Oh, this is a good one. If all, if it all falls down, you know, when it all boils down and life is, you know, you're towards it in your life, what do you want the legacy of a new to be to the world? What do you want the world to know about a new? Live, die, be free. Okay. Because at the end of the day, that's all that you promised is life and death. Mm. The continuum, you know, so at the end of the day, be free mm-hmm. in all that you do. If you don't feel free, it's not worth it. So it's very true. You know, I feel very like that's true. the most important thing that I've learned up until this moment now is freedom. That's what I value the most. If I don't feel free, mm-hmm. like even if I'm in a committed anything with anybody, I still need to feel free. I still need to feel my own individuality, you know, in mm-hmm. that sense, you know. So I think that's the most important thing is, you know, just being free, being you, being true to yourself free you know that's true freedom freedom is important um oh quick question man this is totally just my own randomness because you know i'm a gemini i'm random <laughs> that's that's my vibe couples you know when couples be having um sex in hotels and stuff and they leave the blinds open do you think they leave the blinds open on purpose because you know the the rule of <laughs> the rule of seeing is if I can see you, you can see me. Right. So I think, do you think they know that? Like, if you if you are staying on the 18th floor, you know, you're in Las Vegas, you know, a nice suite, and you look across and you can see your neighbor, you know they can see you. So right. is, it, is it on purpose? Uh, I mean, me purpose, I mean, me personally, uh-huh. I've done it on purpose plenty of times. I know you have, because of I knew this is you. This I mean, of course. I mean, you've done it. You left the blinds open so they could see. When I was younger. Um, no, no, you're fine. Now, 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 I'm a little bit more private now. I'm more reserved, but okay. when I was younger, in my younger days, I was a whole different person, man. So yeah, wild days. But that was a definitely uh, a wild question. What is? Well, you know, that's me. You know, I, I, you know, I love to just see what people's minds oh, say. Right, trust me, I, all my best friends are Gemini's. Uh-huh. Yeah, trust me. you know, you know, we're giving a bad rep though. Uh, I would say yes and no. I mean, I battle with Gemini energy, so I know what Gemini energy is about. It, okay, it's like it's very indecisive at times. Sometimes, and sometimes yeah. it, it's so it's to me Gemini is the um, clever one. Mm. You know, sometimes when you can be cl- like clever, can be negative and positive. So I feel like that's yeah. the, the the thing with Gemini. Geminis are clever. We, we are just clever people. We are, and you know the thing about a Gemini. You ever seen the movie Now You See, Now You See It? Now you see it. Who's in it? When they were like magicians. Oh yeah, now you see it. Yeah, that's what being a Gemini is. I tell people, even when you think you got us figured out. Yeah. Even when you think, even when we're gonna get you back, our plan to get you back is not even sometimes evil, but it's a plan that's been calculated a long time ago, right. and you'll see the effects years later. That's how Gemini's are. Yeah. You know, we're clever, like you say, but not in a bad way. Oh, no. no. Tupac was a Gemini. To me, Gemini's are very prophetic. Uh, mm-hmm. I had lost a cousin mm-hmm. two years ago, mm-hmm. and my son that I just had last year, Hermias, he mm-hmm. came on his birthday. He was a Gemini. Oh, wow. Same day, May 22nd. So, like, oh, May 25th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I've always, like, me personally, I've always had the inclination towards Gemini's, and I understand, like, what Gemini's come into a person's life to do, and just to mm-hmm. the world to do, is to, to spread a message. Gemini deals with Mercury, mind traveling and communication. 
So a lot of the Geminis that's come into the world have all been people who mm. voice themselves. Kanye West, Tupac, uh, Patti LaBelle. Patti LaBelle. Like, it's mm. so many Geminis, bro. You be like, yeah, you might not agree or, you know what I'm saying, yeah. align with everything they say, but sometimes it needs to be said. It is. And that's why this, when Mercury being in the microbraids, it's, <laughs> it's, it's messing with us <laughs> a lot, you know? Right. It's like the whole aura sometimes. So before we go, like, tell the listeners where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at Divine Minds. Spell that out for them. Divine Minds, D-I-V-I-N-E, Minds, M-I-N-D-S, 9, on Instagram. And on a personal, do I even have a personal? I do have a personal, but it's not It's not a new. You're on YouTube, though, right? I'm on YouTube as Divine Minds 9. Still. Divine Minds 9. Yeah, but on a personal, I have a personal Instagram. It's mm-hmm. Chavo the Kid. So my artist name is Chavo. Chavo the Kid. Chavo the Kid. Spell yeah. that for our listeners. C-H-A-V-O, the Kid, T-H-A, the, not the, not the, <laughs> the, the Kid. The Kid. Yep. Okay. Listen, I appreciate you being here, brother, oh, no problem, doing man. this uh, this interview okay. and letting the artistry of a new hit the world. That's the name of this episode, the artistry the of a new. The artistry of a new. Yeah, that is the name Thank of this you. episode. I'm, I'm glad to to even be able to speak on the podcast and share, yeah, you know, sure. my... My experience and everything. Man. With life. I mean, and somebody will learn from your story. There's somebody out there just like you that's like, right. just going to listen and be like, that's me. Right. That's the best thing about like podcasting. People are like, why podcasting? You know, they're like, you know, who listens? But it's like, there are people who they listen and they're like, you know what? You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. So. And that's something that I've learned from like having a YouTube. At first, it just started off me talking shit. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then it started growing. Mm-hmm. And then I started to take it more serious and I see how many more people I was reaching. So, just always, you know, like being able to express yourself. I feel like that's so important. Like, mm-hmm. especially you being a Gemini, it makes sense that you have a podcast. Oh you know? uh, so yeah. Like, we have to express ourselves in some form or fashion because that's what life is in totality. It's just creative energy. Absolutely, and I love talking um, to people. You know, it's different kind of podcast. Some people do it um, independently. And I do have, you know, in the future, I'll have um, episodes where it's just, you know, me speaking about different topics. But I love meeting people. Learning about their story because, like you said, well, that's what we're here to do. Right. Eight billion people in the world not supposed to stay in your house secluded and not meet anyone. Right. Let's just talk to people, even if it's not like on a podcast level. Mm-hmm. Just in the grocery store, turn around and say, "Hey, you know." Yeah. Even if a person gives you a stink look, which they might yeah. in the grocery store, even if they run to get that little separator on the groceries because they're afraid that uh-huh. <laughs> their your stuff might get scanned in their place. Like, yeah. just I learn. Mean, we, we live in a world now where it's like so many people are afraid to to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to communicate you know True. it's like a lot of us battle with uh, social anxiety you mm-hmm. know so some people are so secluded they don't even know how or what you know like the mm-hmm. world is so dot divided by right. you know beliefs and whatever so it's I like know, it's sad. a lot of people don't know what to talk about it's like if i ain't talking about what's on television and what if you don't watch television it's you know sad. it's like it's so many divisions now i think that make us like that now so mm-hmm. it's, it's sad that we in these times now because i see where it's leading us you know i got one more question you know what and i <laughs> um I want to just see where your mind is at. Um, in Martin Luther King's last speech, um, he was in Tennessee. Um, there was a sadness on his face. Um, do you believe that sadness was because not only he already knew he was going to get killed. He had already had the dream about that. But do you also believe that sadness was what we're experiencing today? I think, do you think he knew that even though change would happen from his death, he felt like we'd end up right back in the same thing? Wow. I do. I feel like it's very divine. <clears throat> I feel like it's very divine that you asked that question mm-hmm. because just yesterday, um, I was showing a friend of mine's like 
the history of Detroit and why like I really value you know my mm-hmm. city. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she learned was that Martin Luther King had did the I Have a Dream uh, speech first mm-hmm. in Detroit. A lot of people don't know that he did that speech first in Detroit, then mm-hmm. he went to Washington, D.C. Um, so to answer your question in regards to like why do I feel like he had the sadness over mm-hmm. his face? Do you think face, he knew? Of course, I believe yeah. he knew. Um, Martin Luther King was definitely chimed into that energy. And I think sometimes this is why we underestimate the spiritual path that people take. He was still a man of God, whether people want to say he was Christian or he was this. It's like at the end of the day, when you still choose to align yourself with the supreme energy, mm-hmm. you will be able to channel. You will be able to have, you know, dreams and clairvoyances about certain situations, even your own self. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we don't take into account is that everybody has this ability. Mm-hmm. You can see, you know, your future. Oh, I can see my own future. Everybody, everybody has it mm-hmm. in them. And he was one of those people to be able to tap into that energy and to show us like, yo, at one point in time, all of this is going to change. You know, I have a dream. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that speech was definitely powerful. And what he meant to society and to the world is very powerful. Now, one more question. I'm not keep telling you one more question, but I I mean, I got a Detroit native here. I have to ask this question. You know, the significance of Motown, Barry Gordy, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Do you believe he did your, your city a disservice by uprooting Motown totally and moving it to Hollywood? Of course. But I mean, when you deal with those energies, you really don't have a choice, especially when you're kind of in a, a moment of despair. Mm-hmm. I think it caused you to make, like I said, irrational decisions. So I think right. at that time, he made an irrational decision. And some. Because it, it, like it ended even, up crumbling yeah, after, after he like got even, here. I feel like even then, a lot of people didn't love Detroit. Like, you know, a lot of people really just lived there just because at the time, that was the Hollywood. That was the black Hollywood. Right. You know, so. That energy is still there, mm-hmm. you know. Whether people acknowledge, like you mentioned, the artist like Cash Doll. Right. Cash Doll, I love very, Cash Doll. She's very Hollywood, but Black Hollywood. I so love Cash Doll. To me, it makes sense why he would move to Hollywood because at that time they didn't know the direction that they even really wanted to go. Right. So they probably was just looking for new ideas, new locations, and things. And they like wanted that. to compete with mainstream, the other record, right. you know, labels out here. But it ended up being, mm-mm. yeah, Motown was something true. special. Like it definitely. Uh, and they owned and operated their own stuff like they were, you know, I just I, I asked that because, you know, how Atlanta, they are calling Atlanta now the breeding ground of excellence or whatever. And I'm just trying to figure out had he had stayed, would people have flocked to Detroit because they felt like that would have been their their Atlanta, their mm-hmm. present day Atlanta. Like, oh, this is the breeding ground. He's not leaving. He said he's not right. leaving. Let's all flock to Detroit. Right. And maybe Detroit could have been what Atlanta is right now, you know? I think that Detroit is definitely going to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe everything comes back around full circle. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's why I say it's layers to Detroit. Like, mm-hmm. when you talk about music, when you talk about spirituality, when you talk about just the whole overall culture of the city, mm-hmm. uh, everything originated in Detroit, mm-hmm. from cars to uh, the fashion, like, mm-hmm. a lot of things. And it's really coming back now. Like, you got artists like Cash Dial, mm-hmm. uh, the Sada Babies. Like, it's a lot of artists that's mm-hmm. in the mainstream hip-hop right now mm-hmm. that's coming from Detroit. Right. And even the influence that I'm starting to see that Detroit has on a lot of the artists in, uh, in the mainstream media right now mm-hmm. is Detroit. So people always ask me, why do you speak so heavy about your city and things like that? Because I'm big on the origin. Yes. This is what... Uh, society loves to do it loves to to take out the origin so then uh-huh. from there they can create something new exactly. you know and it's not it's really not nothing new you know it's just something that's stolen that's all exactly <laughs> well listen it's been great having you here new any final words for the people before we get up out of here uh enjoy your day be in the moment be in mm-hmm. the present 
pay attention to the signs of the universe. Mm-hmm. Listen to your intuition. And at the end of the day, just be peaceful. I love it. As always, listeners, thank you for tuning into Verbal Exchange. You can find us on Verbal Exchange Pod. And until we meet or speak again, uh, take care of yourself and each other. Peace. Peace.